Oh, what's up, Chaz? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not much, Mitchell. How are you today, sir? I'm doing awesome. I've been waiting for two weeks at least to, to make that joke. Ah, uh, well, <clears throat> it, it worked well, touche, because I, uh, awesome. I didn't see it coming. Well done. How you doing, Cam? Uh, I'm doing better now. Doing better yeah. now that uh, yeah. we started off the show with a uh, with a banger. So no. <laughs> happy to be here good good i'm happy to be here too our podcast kind of blew up in the last week or two weeks here which is hilarious because we were just talking that it's probably one of the weirdest episodes that we've done uh to our format and it, it blew up it, it was an outlier and and blew up is a relative term that, compared no, no, to- <laughs> for, for sure I mean, we, I think we're, we're sitting at about 10 times our, our highest, um, yeah, previous. No, it's, yeah, it's a 10 X increase in, in, uh, listeners and downloads, which is definitely blowing up, but we are, you know, we are not in, you know, like Mark Marin or Joe Rogan territory. No, no, for sure. But, but uh, still have, incredible, still incredible. Yeah. We have a small loyal listener base and so. we appreciate each and every single one. We very much do. But I bring it up because I want to know why. Um, and like nine, <laughs> 98% of the uh, the downloads uh, came from Amazon Music Podcasts, which I I did submit us to it because they sent me an email and said, hey, if you got a podcast, click on this link and submit your RSS feed. So I was like, well, you know, can't hurt, right? And you said, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. I didn't know they had podcasts. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so if you are listening and you signed up through Amazon Music Podcasts, um, I'd love to hear some feedback. Uh, if like, how did you find us? Um, you know, was is it is it an algorithm that's featuring us? Or, you know, worst case scenario, this is a bad April Fool's joke, but there's also the possibility out there that Amazon's doing something on their servers that's creating a lot of downloads. So, which I'm not sure how I feel about that, but, but yeah, we'd love to hear uh, some feedback on that. If you guys uh, are listening through Amazon music podcasts and you picked us up on the last episode here, because uh, I think it'd be interesting for both of us to know uh, how you found us. So cool. Did you have any follow-up for the episode? I did, I couldn't think of anything that I wanted to discuss from anything earlier. I mean, we did the Would You Rather episode last, so <laughs> yeah, not no, a lot of follow-up. Was... <clears throat> no. Out, outside of my wife being upset because uh, um, you can't play baseball with lightsabers because they'll, they'll cut the balls in half. I'm not going to make a joke there. Um, the, <laughs> that was an easy one right there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a layup. Uh, they wouldn't use a normal baseball. I'm thinking maybe Baskar coated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that way the lightsaber doesn't cut through it. Yep. Problem solved. Problem solved. But I'm having problems with my AirPods, man. How are you doing? Your AirPods <laughs> treating you good? Yeah. What's wrong with yours? So not long after I got my AirPods, I've had, I've had my AirPods Pro for a little over a year. I think I I bought them not long after they launched because I needed to uh, replace the ones that I had. 
because basically they were holding a charge for about five minutes. So, and I use them all the time. So they're definitely worth the, the investment. I had the problem that you, that you'll read about on the internet, the rattling and crackling in the earpiece. And they say that it's uh, related to the noise cancellation. Um, something, something goes haywire. And, and I was, I have an article that I put into the show notes about this uh, from TechCrunch. And according to them in October of 2020, they solved this problem. And so the AirPods Pro that that have been manufactured after that date are actually fine that that you don't have shouldn't have any of these issues. Well, I I got the replacement back before Apple acknowledged that there was a problem. And so I got the right ear replaced while the left ear started doing the same thing about two weeks ago. So I, I contacted Apple and I'm thinking, it's a known issue, they should be able to solve it, right? Um, get get me a new get me a new one. It didn't cost me anything last time, so they should be able to handle this. And so I called, and after I'm not joking, man. I have never done this much troubleshooting for anything that I have ever called in or I was texting with uh, with support uh, to take care of this. And I'm not kidding, man. Two hours where I was texting with this guy and most of it was that he's got me updating everything. Well, you got to be on the latest software. So update this. And I was like, okay, update it. Still having the problem. I'm telling him, dude, it does. It happens when it's not even connected to anything. Why does it have that anything to do with my iPhone, with my iPad? He wanted me to make sure that my Macs were all up to date. I was like, what, how is this affecting my AirPod, which when I'm not even connected to anything, it's doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm like a good tech geek. I went along with it and just let him let him have his moment because it's like, you know what? He's probably just going to say hey, at the end, hey, we'll go ahead and replace that for you. So it'll be worth it. So he says, all right, well, we're going to set up a repair for you. Would you like to do that in person or would you like to send it in? I'm thinking, yeah, you know, they were really kind of, they kind of obfuscated the whole thing last time I called in. So I'll I'll go ahead and just, get it you know send it in for a pair all right well you're gonna have to send in the battery case and the other airpod with with the airpod that you're having problems with so send it all in and he's like is that going to work for you my reply was well this is terribly inconvenient because i use these every day i, I says there's nothing else you can do for me no nope, we got to do it this way i was like well fine all right whatever and so he so he get we get done with the the text chat and that's how old I am. I'd say text chat, <laughs> the, the texting that we were doing. And I get, uh, I get an email. He says, there's going to be an email coming. You go ahead and say, you know, just read the email and can you know, continue from there and uh, we'll be good. So I get the email. AirPods are $249 for a new set, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how much it is to have them repaired? $149. what i have a bad i have a bad ear pod or airpod why why can't you just take my word for it and send me a new one this is a known issue you know the only thing i could think of is i already had one replaced so they're they're like well there's only one replacement per so i'm buying a new new pair of airpods so it's just the long and the short of it is I'm going to ha- go ahead and replace the ones I have. They're just not tenable. 
I wish we were bigger <laughs> podcasts because maybe I would get some satisfaction from complaining about it. But I'm just trying to understand the uh, the economics of charging more to repair a broken set than it costs to buy a new one. I don't get it either. And why wouldn't he just say, "Hey, it's going to cost you more to get to get a re- get them replay or get it repaired than it will be just to replace them." Because if I was a, if I was a technician, that's how I would handle it. Hey, just to let you know. It's going to run you about $260 to have the repair done. Uh, would you prefer to just get a new pair? And then I could be like, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to. I wouldn't have been happy about it, but I guess I'll have to. And, you know, I got to I gotta wait here until I get my iMac paid off, which we should have paid off sometime this next week, I think. So, but yeah, just frustration. Yeah. So that leads me to my the next thing I wanted to discuss. I put a few <laughs> things into the show docs here because uh because I wanted to bring them up on the show today. Have you do you know Flare Audio at all? No, but I really want it to be about Ric Flair. And there's a button, <laughs> there's a button I can push to get a woo. That's what I want it to be about. But well, you can woo if you want to, but it has nothing to do with it. Woo! I flipped through Instagram and uh if Instagram got money for every time I paid for something that I saw on Instagram, I would be making Mark Zuckerberg rich, richer, I should say. Yeah, good good correction there, my friend. Right, right. <laughs> um, because quite honestly, I spend way too much money on stuff that I see on Instagram. They do a very good job of marketing to me. That's just just the long and short of it. But I ran across these uh, these things uh, called Calmer by Flare Audio. I'm going to stop short of saying I suffer from, I, I don't suffer, but I have a few like just little audio ticks that I deal with. I went to a lot of like wild concerts when I was a kid, a lot, like in the <laughs> hundreds of concerts that I've been to. And I was the idiot that would like to stand in front of the speakers because uh... it's, it's never going to do anything to my hearing. I, I'm a young, I'm invincible, right? Cause I can get close to the stage that way where no one else wants to be. So I'd get up there and I went to a show in Milwaukee. I went and saw Stavesacre in Milwaukee. Um, yeah, I bet, I, was, I bet that was loud. That, and it was in a gym. Why would you have a show like that in a gymnasium? That's crazy. But I met, I met the band that day too. That was pretty cool. So one of my, one of the moments that I will always remember is meeting Mark Solomon. He's, he, he's like, a foot shorter than me which was hilarious i totally didn't expect that but but at that show like that's the first time i ever wore earplugs at a show because i went i was in the show um having fun you know enjoying the show and there came a point where suddenly all i heard was buzzing in my ears like i couldn't i couldn't he i i could pick out the words from the songs but otherwise everything just sounded like buzzing so i I went, I went to, uh, where they had the merch tables and stuff like that. And they had a little, uh, first aid table set up and I got a pair of, uh, earplugs from them. And I'm now the guy that wears earplugs at rock concerts. So what the long-term effects that have had for me is that I have a real issue and this works really well for my production because I hear a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't hear, but I hear a lot of background noise. And sometimes it's very difficult for me to pick out what people are saying when there's a lot of background noise, because it's almost like it amplifies the background noise. But then when I try to focus on, say, what my wife is saying or what somebody's saying, especially in crowds, it it just it's hard to understand people. 
So I wanted to try this for these for this reason. And also, like, I could definitely use a little de-stressing. So Flare Audio makes a, pro- a product called Calmer that are basically little silicone implants that you put in your ear. And the theory behind them is that we have, of course, they use the evolution angle, but but we've developed or we've been created with larger resonance chambers in our ears than what we need uh, because it helps us to hear very little things that happen in our environment um, that, according to them, we evolved because it would help us to hear hear things when we were out hunting or when we were in in nature. You know, we could we could pick up on uh, on dangers and stuff like that. So we have a resonance that's in our ear, and and some people find it very unsettling, and uh, and so I thought hmm, it's interesting. Uh, they weren't terribly expensive, so I thought I would give it a try. And I've been wearing them for a couple of days, and they're actually kind of helping. I I feel a I I mean I'm trying to factor in the placebo effect, but like I took them out at work yesterday for a few minutes and then put them back in, and I noticed a considerable difference in the things that I was hearing and some of the sounds that I find to be more abrasive uh, were actually being filtered out. And they're not they're not like filtering much. I've got them in right now. They're just uh, little tiny, essentially ear canal shaped tubes that just that make the ear canal smaller. So I don't know. I'm giving them a try. So far, I've, I'm liking them, but uh, they're they get they're kind of made of silicone, so they um they don't hurt quite as much as maybe you might think they do. I know mm-hmm. that sometimes they they get they're hard to get seated in exactly right, but uh, but they work pretty well. So I like them. Interesting. Do you, I mean, do you notice them while they're in or do they eventually just don't even realize they're in? Um, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because I, I'll, I got an itch in my ear yesterday and went to itch it and realized, Oh shoot. That's what, that's what was causing my itch was having those things in. No, I think they kind of disappear after a while. Like you just, you don't really don't really feel them in there after a while like you get used to them so but i'm still my my opinions still i'm i'm not sure if they're actually doing anything yet i guess is what i'm trying to say but i'm giving them some time to uh to see if it actually has a positive effect for me or not so it might really help when we go on vacation this summer you know being in the crowds and stuff like that because i i tend to get a little bit uh anxious and stuff when i'm in large crowds so that's supposed to help with some of that too nice (sighs) i feel like i'm talking a lot but it's okay you don't have any opinions on on the stuff that goes into your ear canals no not really (laughs) okay right on i'm happy for you i'm glad that it's working have you seen have you seen the news about apple arcade this last week yeah, uh, they added a whole bunch of new games, but they brought a bunch of classic ones in, which I thought was uh, a really interesting move on their part. And I thought it was cool that the developers of the classic games were down for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's I think it's a really smart play on Apple's part um, to bring those classics in because Apple Arcade has sort of lost any momentum it had when it first launched, what, two years ago? was mm-hmm. it now almost 
Um, so yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's a great move. Um, I even, I even started looking at some of those games cause I, I do that Apple one, whatever the premier package so that I can get all of my stuff cheaper together. Mm-hmm. But I never, but I never use Apple arcade cause I'm like, okay, there's like three games in here that I like, but now yeah. it's like, oh man, some of these old school games are back. Yeah. Like three. And, and they Oh, threes is in there? Really? Yeah. Oh, so, God. I used to play that game way too much on yeah. my phone. <laughs> um, Mini Motorways has been available on... Yeah, uh, and they just added Mini Metro. Mini Metro. So that I haven't played I haven't played that in a long time. I love Mini Metro. I like it better than Mini Motorways, I think. A really bad both, chess. Re, yep, that's a great one. I haven't played... I don't, I don't think I've ever played that, so... Really bad chess is fun. Yeah. Uh, what else is in there? Spell Tower. I know I've played that before, and I like that. They added the original Monument Valley too. I think which is I saw an that too. Amazing yeah. game. It's so good. It is. It's it's really really cool puzzle game. Well, on the soundtrack, I have one of one of the playlists I have uh, on my Apple Music is the two soundtracks from Monument Valley, and it's yeah. awesome. I um I think that really Monument Valley has been one of the the best games on the iOS platform, just for the richness of of the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's beautiful, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. you get the, the 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 aesthetically, it's beautiful. Musically, it's beautiful. The story is great. The interactivity is great. It's yeah. It's if you guys if if anyone listening hasn't played Monument Valley one or two, it's it's worth every penny. Yeah. And it and it's kind of mind bending at times too when you start mm-hmm. think you have to really have to think about the puzzles in three dimensions. But yeah, it's still two dimensionally. It's kinda of, it's kinda of weird how some of those puzzles play out. So yeah, highly Good recommended. MC Escher style perspective bending. Yeah. So I guess that's all we have to say about Apple Arcade. Uh, and they got <laughs> NBA two K twenty one on there, which I Yeah we'll take a look at just cause I want to see how the heck they're going to try and pull that sort of game off on a phone. Yeah. It might make it easy enough that I could be good at it because <laughs> <laughs> on my PlayStation, man, I am hot garbage at that game. Yeah. So, All right. Well, WWDC was announced this last week, which I correct me if I'm wrong, feels a bit early. That they've announced it two months ahead of time. On Upgrade this last week, uh, they were, or this last week or the week before, they were talking about it and said, you know, they should be, a, they should have announced this already. Because generally, oh, okay. when, when you had to travel, they would announce it like two, three months ahead of time so people could make travel plans and stuff like that. Gotcha. So it's not that, I I don't think it's super unusual for them to announce it this early, but um, but also gives people a chance to, you know, ask the week off of work if you're a developer working a day job um different things like that so which ironically enough i told my wife uh, when we were planning this vacation i says you know it's probably going to be the week of wwdc right and she's, she's like so what and <laughs> so and we record that saturday so that'll be fun but that's the same week we're taking vacation so this will be interesting uh trying to keep up with the news on monday while we're flying down to orlando I have confidence that you will be able to enjoy your vacation. We have a layover in Chicago 
How long is the flight from Milwaukee to Chicago? Like 10 minutes? I'm not even... We're flying out of Madison. Oh, okay. Oh, duh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, less, it's less than an hour. Yeah. It's about an hour to get from Madison to uh, to O'Hare. But but then uh, that then from O'Hare, we fly out of O'Hare at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, which couldn't be l- more inconvenient when it comes to watching the keynote because that's going to be right <laughs> in the middle of a keynote that we take off so so that'll be cool but but i'll uh i'll probably just catch up on it later so the nice thing is they post the video so i don't really need to attend any of the other sessions so uh, i'll just check out the keynote maybe the state of the union but that's about it i'm excited so what are you looking forward to, man? What do you think? Oh, I have a list. I have a list, Mitch, of of hopes. Why am I not surprised? Let's do this. Well, I am the one that suggested we talk about this, so you better believe I'm coming with some ammunition. All right. So <clears throat> to clarify, this is not predictions. Mm-hmm. This is just things that we hope might happen. Our hopes not... and dreams. Yes. Yeah. I am fully prepared to have most of them shattered. So I will start top of my list and i will keep hoping and dreaming for this until it one day happens final cut and logic on ipad os Mm -hmm. i don't think it's going to happen this year i really don't but boy do i want it real 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 bad i think xcode xcode or a some kind of coding environment that could tie into xcode would be awesome too and i think that's probably the first of the you know pro whatever apps i think if if they're gonna do it i think xcode will be first yeah and it's a developers conference so announcing that at the developers conference is a huge you know yay developers right um so that makes more sense but i also think one of the reasons it's not going to happen this year is with the launch of the m1 max a lot of the audio plugins and that sort of stuff that work with um logic have to get rebuilt to take on the new chip so like i can't use any of my isotope stuff on my macbook air because it's not m1 ready um so i think adding that change recently and then adding a whole new os that would technically you know be, need to have those as options i think it's just too much um to ask so i i don't think it's going to happen this year but i i want i'm hoping mitch i'm hopeful that I that I will have what I want on my iPad Pro. And it will be um, glorious. Have you tried the Isotope stuff on your M1? Yeah, it absolutely breaks. I have to uninstall the plugins at the root directory for, for Logic to even open. Okay. All right, because because uh, I had heard that the developers were saying officially it doesn't work, but some people were getting it to work. So so there's like. Like uh, RX seven breath control works, but if I want to use Nectar three, it it absolutely. Anytime I try to open Logic, it just crashes and crashes. And I the only way to even be able to open Logic is to go into the root directory of where that plugin is installed and just throw it in the trash. I will say this: um, this is probably one of the reasons why I'm I'm actually pretty satisfied with the fact that I went with the Intel, the last Intel iMac at this point. So I'll let everybody else enjoy the M1s until that, some of that stuff gets fixed. Because I I use Nectar 3 way too often to to not be able to use that. So what I wind up doing is I edit my podcast on my Mac, or my Mac Mini. 
Um, which is great because I use Nectar 3 for that too. So, yeah. Do you want me to run through my whole list, Mitch, or should we go back and forth? So it's a Well, I figure we could, well, I don't really have a list in front of me, but we can talk about a few things. I'm wondering uh, how much of the stuff you're going to bring up that, uh, that I'm already thinking about. So I think my, my first thought, and this is what's been getting a lot of the attention um, with the, with the way they did the invitation was the idea of, uh, of their VR and AR plays with virtual mm-hmm. reality and augmented reality. And mixed reality, for that matter. I'm thinking and I'm hoping that we see a preview of whatever hardware they have coming. With the possibility of having that hardware released uh, sometime before the end of this year or early next year. Yeah, it feels like that's something that they would want to release before the holidays. But whether they can or not is obviously a different question. So. Now, and they, I don't know how, how much that they've restricted themselves on stuff like this. Um, because quite honestly... Any time of any type of uh, version one stuff that they've done, I'm not sure I want that in the holiday sector because if there's a lot of pain and issues and stuff like that, like my AirPod or my AirPods Pro, I think you want that. You probably don't want a huge hit on your hands right off the bat. And I think that they're kind of planning on that. Is that it's not going to? They don't really want it to be super huge because it's really just to get the hardware out there and get it tested. What I want out of this is not going to happen soon. And that's these things that are on my face to do, <laughs> to do more than just let me see better. Because I would love to have glasses that, that uh, would have a heads up display available for, you know, directions, you know, for like turn by turn directions for even just having the time available. I'd, I could throw away my Apple watch. And just have the just tap the temple on my glasses and have the time pop up just up in the upper corner and know what time it is. Maybe have alerts pop up on the other the other eye. I think that it's a bit ambitious. Uh, there was a rumor out that that they were looking by 2030 to have contact lenses. I think that's awfully ambitious. Yeah, but uh, but I think the glasses play seems seems like it would be doable. So I would be really excited to see what they, what kind of technology they would use for that too. So. Yeah. I think I'm interested in those purely from a, how are they going to pull it off standpoint? Uh, just because, well, yeah, I just think the technology would be neat. I have zero desire to own them and I wear glasses. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, they don't, it doesn't it's not for me i don't think at least at this point i'll put my i'll put a stake in the ground on this too i don't need cameras i don't need i mean obviously you're going to need lidar and stuff like that for some of the stuff but i don't need to take pictures or take videos from my glasses i i really don't you know the, i'm fine with not having those features in the glasses they're like i said they're going to need some kind of lidar or something like that for doing some of the augmented reality stuff that they would want to do but if they don't have cameras in them, I, that's fine with me. Uh, I think the whole idea of taking pictures with your glasses is kind of weird anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what else did you have on your list? Oh, boy, Mitch. It is time to free the widgets on iPad and Mac, my friend. <laughs> Get them out of jail. Let them spread their wings. Please. 
this is one I actually think can happen this year. I I honestly completely expected you to just say that. I, I almost prophesied it just before you said it. But then it might have been a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, so that would have been weird. I, too, uh, yeah, I have uh, I have strong feelings about this one, Mitch. They are in prison. They don't need to be. It makes no sense. Free them. I'm totally, totally good with that. So I don't use my iPad enough for me to, to get too crazy about it. But, but say something happens, you know, in the next year or so that I were to upgrade my iPad, I probably would use it more. But, but right now it doesn't really make a whole lot of difference to me. But it's, it's, it's just, but for it's your one sake. of those, it's just an absolute head scratcher, man. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand why they did it the first time. I listened to a couple podcasts. Like there was uh, connected, interviewed two people from Apple. One was a, a engineer, and she was great because she had a lot of technical, you know, technical uh, insights to provide. And then the other, the guy was a marketing guy, and it was just yeah, marketing guys are no fun. Just pure. Oh my gosh! And like. It drives me nuts that Apple forgets how to speak English when they talk about the iPad and the iPhone because they mm-hmm. just say, oh, we love iPad. We love iPhone. It's like, you're not brick from Anchorman. You don't love lamp. Like, use words, please. Mm-hmm. It, uh, anyways, and his the reason they gave was because the iPad, you know, you can reorient it, you know, portraits, landscape. And it's just an absolute poor excuse to not have them. Like, come on. You put a computer on my wrist. You can't figure out how to have widgets that rotate. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I don't buy that excuse. You just didn't get to it, you know, and now you've had a full year. So I absolutely expect the widgets to be freed on the iPad and they should be on the Mac too, but I have less confidence that that will be the case. There's no reason they need to be stuck in notification center on the Mac. I have a giant desktop. Let me put a few things on the screen, please. I'll tell you what does annoy me, and it has nothing to do with Apple on the iPad, is that Robinhood can't see fit to to make a decent uh, iPad app. Well, this is true. <laughs> I downloaded it with all this expectation. Oh no, yeah, no, it's the it's the it's the phone app. It's yeah, it's not even yeah, it's not even like kind of good. It's, it's no, it's it's awful, hot garbage. Yeah, so I just if I want to check Robinhood on my iPad, I just go to the website. Yeah, good call. I wanted the widget, and the widget doesn't work that well either on the iPad. So, whatever. Yeah. Speaking <clears throat> of widgets, Mitch, not mm-hmm. only should we free them, we should start to reintroduce some interactivity back to the widgets. I am a one hundred percent on board with that. I would love to see. I would love to see animation in the in the widgets. Not a ton of it. I don't want mm-hmm. an overwhelming amount of animation, but. I would love to see we one of our favorite apps, Carrot Weather, to have a little animation in their uh, in their widget. Yeah, and this again goes that you've had a full year, right? Mm-hmm. From when we completely reset the widget from what it was to what it is now. Which again, what they are now, this new direction is great. I love it. There's different sizes. You can stack them. You can customize them. You can have multiple for the same app. Like all of those improvements. Awesome. Love it. Really, really, really awesome. But 
but it came at the expense of losing interactivity. And I understand why that was the case for the complete reset, but now it's time to start to rebuild the, you know, the house on top of the foundation that we, that we laid last year. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm not asking for anything crazy, but like, let's just start to reintroduce some of that interactivity and, and make the widgets uh, more powerful. And, and I'm hopeful that they'll do this because of how crazy widget and home screen customization has been over the last year with stuff like widget Smith and, and other apps similar to that, that Apple is going to put the manpower behind making widgets better this iteration because mm-hmm. if they don't do anything to improve the widgets it's going to be a really tone deaf move on their part based on what they know people are doing with their devices yeah <clears throat> it almost it almost be nice to see them eventually make those almost standalone apps in some in some respect because there's a couple of widgets that i use that it would just be nice to interact with a widget instead of having mm-hmm. to open the app because it's i don't know exactly how they do it because i know that it's not a trivial uh thing because the apps aren't supposed to really be able to work this way but like i i started doing some intermittent fasting i start my fasting timer and it shows a countdown on the uh on the widget which i didn't think that was supposed to be possible but it it does. It shows me a countdown widget. I don't know if it's just uh, setting to refresh every second or what what that is, or if they've got yeah. That was going to be my question. Was, was how quick the uh, the refresh rate was on it? Does it show yeah. seconds or does it just show minutes? Um, that's a good question. I don't think I ended my fast this morning. So yeah, one day and three hours is what my fast is at right now. Yeah, I definitely didn't. Oh no, that's since my last fast. Let's see. Yeah, it does it by seconds. So, oh. so maybe we're closer than we hoped. But yeah, I think I think that's just that's low hanging fruit for them to introduce some sort of interactivity and different options and let developers, you know, go wild. I have two hopes and dreams about the app library. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to customize the order in which the app library folders are presented. I want to manually say, I want these four at the top. I want to move this one all the way to the bottom. I, I, again, this is year two. Let's just flip that switch and let me manually sort the order of the folders. I'm not even asking for the ability to move stuff around in the folders. Just let me move the folders <laughs> so I can put them in an order that I want. So I would, uh, I would say... As as a fairly big folders user, I have two folders on my homepage and two folders on the second page of my iPhone, and that's just the two pages. I would love to be able to take these folders and move them into um, the app library and have, have them maintain those folders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you've created a folder be able to move that customized folder into the app library so that it frees up the space on the home, on the home screen to be able to do what you want to do with that. So that would be, that would be something I think would be really cool to be able to do. Cause I could, I could get those folders off of my, off the home screens and, and uh, free that up for apps that I need there. Because that's been one of the limiting things for me. Because there there are more apps that I want to have available, 
mm-hmm. than what I've got room for on two screens. And I don't want two more than two home screens. You know, once I get into the third home screen, I feel like I've given up on my organization. It just starts to feel too messy at that point. So, because I use the one for like my everyday stuff and my second page is for media and consumables, basically. So. Yeah, and then if you start adding more home screens, yeah, yes to your organization comment, but also the app library gets pushed another screen further down the road. Mm-hmm. So that, so I, I actually have, that brings up another point. I want to be able to like double tap the bottom of my screen and have the app, app library show up. I shouldn't have to scroll through all my screens to get to it. There should be a way to invoke the app library much more simply. So it, it just shows up when I need it, where I'm at. I shouldn't have to go find it. Yeah. And I think that in, in the history of uh, iOS, we've seen uh, changes like that. So like the today view, I mean, quite honestly, does anyone really use a today view anymore? I do. Okay. I got a few, I got a few widgets in there, but I don't know that I use it a ton. I could do without it if I needed to, but, uh, but that's changed so much over the years because originally it felt just kind of like a tack on because they, they changed a few things around and needed a place to put stuff. You know, I kind of feel like maybe the app library could be that at some point where they, it gets absorbed into the notification pull down or, you know, something like that. I don't know that that would make the experience any better, but but it'd be available yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. I'm not crazy about that. Or two things together. But. When you, when you pull down spotlight before you type in a query, it gives you the app library. And now, and then when you start typing in <clears> a query, <throat> it changes the screen. That, results. that feels a lot better to me than the, the previous option. Yeah. I like that. Then it would be I available like from lot. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cause you even have that search function in the app library to begin with. So if you mm-hmm. just combine those, yeah, I like it. Uh, the last, the last bit on the app library, Mitch, mm-hmm. just put it on the iPad. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. That's uh, to me, it was a surprise that they didn't. Uh, it was, I was baffled. Like it makes no sense. My iPad is so junked up with folders and uh, app icons and stuff like that right now. It would be really nice to be able to just disappear all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put it on, put it on the iPad. Mm-hmm. I think you're, I think you're going to get your wish on that at least. I, I, I would feel pretty good about that. Yeah. It's low hanging fruit to me. Like, mm-hmm. but Apple makes decisions that I don't understand sometimes. So, uh, I want better invocation and control of multitasking on my iPad. Like keyboard shortcuts would be awesome. Now that, you know, Apple has gone all in on the mouse and keyboard for your iPad as an option, right? You can tablet mode it or you can laptop mode it now. I should be able to, with the keyboard, hit a button and put two apps side by side. Just pretty please. Is there a oh, is there a way to um to do slide over for an app that's not in your dock? You have to search for it in Spotlight and then oh no, but you're talking slide over. Yeah. That's the other thing is I don't know how to do slide over anymore. I used to know how to do it. But the multitasking is not clear on the mm-hmm. iPad. Like everything else right. about it is super intuitive. Multitasking, uh uh-uh. uh. At least if you want to do slide over, right? 
So you can do, you drag, you know, an icon and to the side of the screen and it, and it shows you too, and you can move the bar to make it, you know, half and half or two thirds or one third or whatever. But the slide over bit, every time I want to do it, I have to Google, how do I do slide over on my iPad? Right. <laughs> Cause I do it so, inf- I do it so infrequently and it's not mm-hmm. to me, it's not intuitive to remember or to pull off without having to search for it, which I think is silly. I wonder sometime if the, if the normals even know it exists. Oh yeah. And that's the thing. Like the discoverability of it is mm-hmm. does it, it, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Cause who's going to think to long press on an app icon and drag it up on the screen. Right. Oh, I wonder what this is going to do. Like I know I want it on the dock, so it's going to stay in the dock. And the other issue is like my dock on my iPad pro is all, uh, shortcuts with custom icons because it looks mm-hmm. pretty you can't multitask with a shortcut because it's not an actual app right right so i've had to replace uh my note-taking app and my bible app shortcuts on my dock to have them the actual apps on the dock so it totally breaks it visually but it allows me to have my bible app and my note-taking app side by side right which is you know but anyways if i had a shortcut or I mean, sorry, or a keyboard, like boom, boom, boom. That's great. Yeah, because what I typically do is um, I have a a Python script that I wrote in Pythonista that I use um, periodically, you know, every few weeks or whatever when I'm in our staff meetings at uh, at work to run numbers to uh, to calculate things, and I have the the main document I need up on my iPad, but then I, I use Slideover to pull up Pythonista to type in the the information that the script uh, requests. So it works really it works really nice, but mm-hmm. uh, but I have to have those both of those things on the screen at the same time to be able to uh, make that work. So and that's what I, that's my primary use for Slideover. To be honest with you, that and taking notes during the staff meeting. So. So I'm looking at the uh, the documentation for SlideOver, mm-hmm. uh, and if you just have one app open, you touch and hold an app in the dock, and then drag it above the dock, and then it pops over to. So you don't move it to the side of the screen; you just kind of move it above the dock, and it will snap into SlideOver. Now, if you're already in split view, so you've got two apps already, you do the same thing, but you drag the dock the app from the dock to the sp- divider between the two, and then it sends it to to so even so doing slide over isn't the same process depending on if you have one or two apps already open. It's a different you move it, but you have to move to different places. Mm. Which is frustrating. So yeah, it has to be it looks like it has to be uh, an app from the dock. No, that's unfortunate because I don't want to put everything in the dock. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I wonder if you could try it from spotlight though, if it would do the same. Cause I know you can do split view from, from spotlight. Are you on the, you the Apple support page? Yeah. It says open an app and slide over on iPad at the top. That is exactly the page I'm on. Yeah. Excellent. I will throw that into the show notes. All right. Cool. So I have two Mac related hopes for WWDC. All right. The first successor is, to the M1 chip. Uh, I mean, sure, but it, it. I don't. I don't know if they're going to announce that at the at the developers conference or not. Maybe one of the other things that we should say here is that there is still the chance that there's going to be an event between now and and WWDC. 
So um, there's still kind of a, uh, a, a, what I would call like a 50% um, rumor out there that's saying that uh, we could see an event in April. So um, I would love it to be the week of April 12th because I have it off. So <laughs> be, that means invitations nice. are going to drop in the next couple of days. I'd, well, that's possible. So, so that would be nice. But, and if that's the case, then uh, I think our next recording would be right after that. So, but well, we, we shall see. Yeah. So maybe we'll get our air tags finally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I pine for them every day, Mitch. <laughs> oh, so taking the trip in June would be the only reason I'd be tempted because I could throw, I could throw one in each of my bags. So, but at any rate, sorry, go ahead. It's all I right. I interrupted you. It's a, no, it's all good. News of Apple events is exciting. Uh, so I want third party access to control center on my Mac. Let them You're put stuff. That. Yeah. Let them put things in there to control either the computer or their applications. Just make it a true control center. Let me control more things. Here, here's a little bit of an expansion on that. What if the uh, menu bar API were to convert into the control center API? And now instead of having this, all these apps across the top of your computer, they're actually in control center. Yeah, and then with the new control center, right, you can you can choose what you want to have in the drop down and what you want to have on the menu bar. So you have then mm-hmm. full customization of okay, these are the three that I need access to all the time, right? Boom, boom, okay. boom. Throw everything else in control center. Let me organize it in the way that I want. Yes. Yes, 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 Mitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. all the developers would have to do then is come up with uh or maybe maybe it could uh Mac OS could just create it. But uh, the icons in Control Center would be the only issue that I could see. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, there's that base set. What is it? SF icons or whatever it's called? Yeah, that, something like that. that. they use. So, well, and they could just wrap, a, they could just make a rounded rectangle with the app logo in it. You know, mm-hmm. that basically what's already in the menu bar. But yeah, you're right. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want like Sound Source in my, uh, in control center, I would want that up on top yet because I would mm-hmm. like to see that all the time. Uh, same thing with Dropbox, and I, I want I want that up in my menu bar. But there's a lot of stuff that I hide using Bartender right now that uh, that I don't need to see all the time. Yeah, so, out of curiosity, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I got 13 things that are hidden in bartender right now. So if those are in control center, that'd be nice. Indeed. And last, but certainly not least Mitch. You got any guesses on what I want to see on the Mac? WWDC. Uh, Something, something I should know. Something, something that starts with S and ends in shortcuts. Shortcuts. Yeah. On the Mac. I've heard, I've seen some talk about that this last week. Not that it's coming, but that people want it. Please, 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 please. It would be great. You know how much easier it would be to make shortcuts if I had the entire, my giant 4K display 
just all the space to do all mm-hmm. the things. Now, would yeah. that be, would that uh, sync through iCloud to your other devices then? Yeah, just like it does right now between your iPads and iPhones and your Apple Watch and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they already have an iPad app. What a great opportunity to show how good an iPad app can be on a Mac. Yeah. Wow. More low hanging fruit. We've uh we've used Catalyst to port this this app over and it works I great. Mean, or just make it universal. Like whatever they gotta do, just mm-hmm. and I get that Automator exists on the Mac. Automator is not shortcuts. Shortcuts is not automator. They are Automator is way more powerful, but um a bit terrifying yes so i've I've done automator scripts and stuff like that before and it's you know it doesn't hurt to know apple script to get some stuff that you want to do done and but that's non-trivial the the one thing that i've used in automator that i think is incredible is the um i don't know if you've ever used the uh recording uh your mouse clicks Oh yeah, like the macro stuff what you can do with that. Yeah, so I used to have a script years ago that uh that I that I put through Automator that <clears throat> when I was working at the radio station I had to do weather every day. And so the script opened Safari, went to the weather page that I needed to get the weather from. It uh selected all of the text that I needed for the weather, copied it, pasted it into a pages document. And then, and then it would sit there and wait for me to come and do the, to edit it up, cut out, copy and paste what I needed out of that and put that into uh, Scrivener because then in Scrivener, then I, then I copied multiple copies of it. I changed things. I put relational stuff into each of them. Like I made, I, I, uh, I built my whole show in Scrivener every day. So, um, that way all, all the weathers were unique so that, uh, so that I wasn't, um, repeating myself all the time. You know, I would sometimes do the, the, the current conditions first and, or the current, current conditions last and just try to mix it up a little bit to have a little fun with it along with all the other elements that I did. I did in Scrivener. You got a big smile on your face. I just, you're such a nerd and I love it. Yeah. But I, but I started it all in automator. I know that's like, Mm -hmm. that is, that is a, uh, that is a, a nerdy solution and I'm here for it, Mitch. Hey, you know what? Any opportunity I have to over-engineer the solution to a problem, I'm totally (laughs) down with that. Uh, Touche. That, 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 thus ends the list of my WWDC hopes. A couple of things that we haven't talked about is, uh, obviously we have watchOS in the mix here. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd love to see them make watchOS easier to de- develop for, um, especially when it comes to um, moving content from iPhone to the watch. You know, there was a long conversation on ATP this last week about that um, because Casey's building an app that he hasn't talked about yet uh, that uh, requires moving content from the iPhone to the the uh apple watch and of course uh, uh marco's done a d- bunch of that with overcast mm-hmm. and pretty much abandoned that whole concept now like his uh his apple watch app now downloads direct from the internet 
instead of is it, pulling it from the iPhone. Is it using handoff to send stuff from the iPhone to the watch, or is it using a different? Because I've heard a lot of well, people complaining about handoff recently, and I never use handoff ever. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. I think the okay. um, the bottleneck is created because it's not using, it doesn't default to Wi-Fi. It transfers over Bluetooth. So Bluetooth just being inherently slow, it just is not a good, it's just not a good option for being able to quickly move a podcast from your iPhone to your Apple Watch to be able to, you know, go out on a run or do things that I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> so i hate running yeah it's not fun fun. sounds like who who tortures themselves like that it's crazy some people do one of my friends she's running the uh chicago marathon in october that's awesome she loves it and i'm all about you know rooting her on from a stationary position (laughs) right on Trying to think what else we would see. Uh, I don't know that there's anything from the Apple TV we necessarily are looking for. You know, I think I would say better integration with uh, with the apps on the platform. I really like using the the TV app on Apple TV. It's just that whenever I'm using uh, Hulu with live TV, none of that stuff gets pulled into um, the the Apple TV app. And oh yeah. Cause it, it doesn't, it can't see it just, just mm-hmm. the way the coding is. I just don't think it can see it. Um, it can't pull from my DVR, you know, on, on Apple TV with, or I'm sorry, Hulu with live TV, but everything else it pulls just fine. So right now I'm not, I don't, we downgraded our account to just the regular Hulu. Cause I really only use that for football, but uh, which is crazy. Can I just make this comment? $13 a month or so it's about 12 or $13 a month that we're paying for Hulu right now. If I want to watch football, I need to upgrade to live TV. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to watch baseball, if I wanted to watch hockey, I have options in their apps to sign up for like NHL center ice. I can watch live hockey games. Mm-hmm. If I want to watch live baseball games, I can sign up through the MLB app to watch live baseball games. If I want to watch live football games, I can't do it through the NFL app because the NFL app will give me like, oh, you can watch the game. You can watch the game after it's over. That's the early, like when the game's done, that's the earliest that you can watch it. Now they do offer like your condensed versions of the games and stuff like that, which, you know, you can watch the whole game in 45 minutes, which is fine. I, you know, I like the idea, but it's not pay- worth paying for what they, they want for that. But if the NF- NFL would offer live in-app games on game day in their app and ask for hundred hundred and fifty dollars something like that for for the for the year package i would jump on that in a second and that would be just for the packer games because right now i'm paying 13 dollars for me to get the hulu with live tv it's 85 freaking dollars for the package that we sign up for so i would make that back in two months 
Oh, and you can only get Sunday ticket on DirecTV, can't you? Right. Which I've heard recently that that the rights for the Sunday ticket are are up for grabs. That uh, that DirecTV may not be exclusive on that going forward, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, but I've heard no, nothing up beyond that. Yeah, and there's no way the NFL is going to sell you 150. Like, yeah, it's dumb. The NFL is a cash cow, and, and their TV rights are ridiculous. And it's the one sport that I really care about uh, professionally. I mean, I I enjoy my hockey, but football is like that's the one sport that I will pay eighty five dollars a month to be able to watch. And my wife is so patient with me on that, but but it's just ridiculous. I I wish I had a better option for that. That was legal. <laughs> But yeah, so that's my little rant about that. But yeah, I'd like to see some things come to the Apple TV. I there is rumored that we may see a new Apple TV this year, like hardware. Yes. Why? What are they going to improve? I don't know. The remote. Everyone hates the remote. I think it's fine. It's okay. I you know I like of all the things in the world to get mad about. It does what it's supposed to do. Like, and if you hate it that much, use your phone. Right. Don't get me wrong. I get mad about silly things too. So I understand Mm -hmm. why people would, but I just, it just doesn't bother me. I think it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that bothers me a ton. I I'm always up for some improvement, but I have picked up the, the Apple TV remote the wrong way before, you know, several times. I have had the Apple TV slide between the cushions on the couch. I'd love a little bit more, a little bit more to hang on to. Um, I got big hands. So that little tiny, what would it be like stick of gum that, that they've got now <laughs> is just like, it gets lost on my hand. Sometimes the swiping is, is inaccurate. I mean, the Hulu app is uh, awful for that. Cause you, you swipe over and it's like, Oh shoot, I missed it. Oh shoot. I got to go back. Oh. And then it's finally like, okay, if I just move it a little bit, okay, there it goes. And then you can hit the button. Well, that's on the app then that's not yeah. on the remote. Cause I don't have any issues with that on. So I have learned the hack on that and that's to tap on the sides of the, the little trackpad on there and it'll move one step. But uh, that's, you know, this discoverability and stuff like that is pretty bad. I mean, it shoots, or not shoots, it plays 4K footage if you have the 4K one. It has plenty of space to download games and apps. You can connect a gaming controller to it if you want to. So, like, what, they're going to play back 8K stuff? That's not a thing, especially streaming right now, so. I don't know, maybe, I wonder if they would, uh would just bump up the processor speeds on it or something like that. I don't know. It just, it's yeah. I mean, who knows what they'll do, but it just, it seems like an unnecessary upgrade at this point. What if they made uh, the possibility of like AAA gaming on it? Well, then that's a whole nother discussion because that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a massive change. Right. Right. Other than playing crossy road and monument Valley on my TV. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they're getting into that, that that's a whole, I mean, that is a hard turn. Mm-hmm. In which case, an upgrade to the hardware would make a million percent sense. So, right. I, yeah, I guess it just remains to be seen what, what the future of 
what they think the future of that product is, but like I'm totally content with my current one and will be for a while. Yeah. So I just I don't I don't like the upgrading something just to upgrade it so we can charge more money for you know thing. Like now if they were to upgrade the OS to be Oh, what's the word? Not scrolling through a bunch of tiles. Yeah. I'd be okay with that, but you know, that's that doesn't require a hardware change. So we'll see. I like Apple TV is one of those things that like I'm perfectly content with in every way. So I don't think there needs to be any changes made. But if they could improve on the OS, that I would be happy about. Yeah. I am, uh, ever since I took that, the calmer out of my ear earlier, I can't get it seated back in there, right? <laughs> so if you wonder why I've got my finger in my ear. Um, but, uh, I think that for me, I could, I could imagine, um, and this isn't hardware related, this is software related, but I could imagine a little bit more in the way of notifications. Um, that could get to be an issue understandably but uh but just you know i wouldn't hate the idea of getting like phone notifications um some at least oh i able to set up espn to notify me when like games are are on i mean it would i almost think you have to go opt in on those as opposed to yeah because my skin is burning just thinking about notifications showing up on my TV. Like it, I I would, throw, I would throw my Apple TV in the garbage. Yeah, but I, I would almost, I would almost like, uh, like iMessage notifications. You know, if I'm sitting and listening, you know, not having to grab my phone or whatever, just have them pop up. I mean, I get little notifications now about, uh, you know, the the wild are playing. Or if there's a close close game or something, uh, it lets you know stuff like that. But but yeah, I mean maybe maybe if you know a few more options for uh, notifications would be interesting. Yeah, as long as they're opt in, Mitch, because I will shut it all off. Yeah, I'd almost I, like I said, you'd almost have to make that opt in because it because I can't imagine what it would like be like you remember the pain of the the apple watch when it first came out it's like you get you get you got notifications for everything and it's like and the, one of the first things you had to go through is like shut down all the notifications mm-hmm. that you didn't want yep so it would be kind of a similar thing if that were to happen but i don't know i wouldn't hate it just as long as i had full control over it so real-time follow-up about notifications mm-hmm I have a meeting with some friends in an hour and nine minutes. Yeah. At my house. Fantastical just sent me a notification. It will take one hour and four minutes to drive home for your meeting at 1230 with Chris and Lizzie. I'm sitting in my house. (laughs) The only way it'll take an hour and four minutes here is if I go 32 minutes in one direction and then have to turn around and come back. You're not using a VPN, are you? No. No. That's, well, actually, maybe I am. 
Because I, I think no, I'm, I'm not connected. I'm not connected. I'm connected to my home Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi not on okay. VPN. Well, that's weird. Well, we better wrap up this conversation so you can drive home. Seriously, <laughs> we'll be late. Well, what's delighting you today, man? <sighs> my five by five Rubik's cube. Yeah, I've seen you it, kind of playing with that in your hand as we've been talking. It is my my fidget toy of choice. I I have the three by three, mm-hmm. which was great and fun, but I wanted a new challenge. So I found this guy, the five by five, which is uh, wonderful. I love it so so much. It's roughly the same. It's a little. It's like maybe five percent bigger. Yeah, it's like not it's, much bigger. But the pieces are much smaller, which is a little uh, annoying. You've got sausages for fingers. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, man, it gets me through so many work meetings. Yeah. And I like that I can solve it. And see, I've never been able to solve a Rubik's Cube. My wife has, um, but yeah, I just, I haven't spent enough time with one. But you can, I can teach you someday, Mitch. It's not hard. No, that's the magical thing about it. Everyone's like, oh, thinks it's so hard. And it's like, no, it's a closed system. There's only so many possible moves that can be made. Right. So every cube is solvable, which is great. No, I know that there, there's a, there's systems that you can, that you can work to solve them. I've, I've seen stuff before, but. so but yeah i enjoys it it's bringing it's bringing me much delight and much more sanity in some meetings at work that would cause me insanity so mm-hmm. what about you mitch what about you well i'm getting her set up right now did you get the three or the four three nice i have that one too it's super cool so what i've got here is the Osmo Gimbal. I really like this thing. It's fun. I've been playing with it just to just to get used to using it. And the software that, that you use with it has just a lot of really cool features. I set this up in my, uh, my pastor's Sunday school class on Sunday, right in the back, and set the mm-hmm. tracking on. And I just kind of told him, I was like, but my phone's going to track you while you're doing the class. So just, uh, just be aware that as you see it moving, it's not being creepy. It's just, it's locked onto you and it's tracking you, man. It worked brilliantly. Mm-hmm. He, he was, uh, as he taught, he'd walk across the room and the camera would just pan back and forth with him and it would move up and down a little bit as it needed to. Um, now I could see that being a little bit weird, but, uh, but it actually turned out okay. And of course he had to, turn and look at the camera every so often to see if it was it was focused on him or not because he's a dork but but he fits right in so but he uh but yeah it was it was kind of cool so um it's made by dgi the same company that makes your drone so Mm -hmm. you know that of course the same gimbal technology keeps everything nice and flat and the i did find that it's a little tricky to learn how how to kind of control everything but uh once you kind of get some of that stuff down it's it's not bad like i bought it because when we go on vacation I, my one thing my wife said is she, she's like 
I want to uh, chronicle as much of what we do as possible. She's like, we don't have a lot of pictures of us, mm-hmm. you know, because we're taking this vacation and it's a fairly significant vacation for us. Uh, we need to have pictures and videos and just all kinds of stuff to remember this, this vacation by. So I thought, well, what better opportunity uh, than this to get into like using a nice gimbal for doing video, even taking pictures. Um, so, you know, that was probably the main thrust behind uh, purchasing this and it works great. Like one thing I always, I'm always afraid of when it comes to using my phone for taking pictures is dropping it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because the phone isn't super easy to hang on to all the time uh, because of the size and the shape of it. Well, this has a nice pistol grip on it. It's got buttons right on the back there to, to move the camera around. You can flip it to portrait and landscape real easy, you know, just by double clicking a button. There's a record mm-hmm. or uh, or picture photo button right on it. You got your zoom in, zoom out uh, button or slider rather. A little trigger that has uh, multi purposes on it. I mean, it's just it's great. It uh, it's really it's been a lot of fun to play with, and I've been using it on the cats, um, <laughs> which I think one of the really cool things that I've enjoyed about it with the cats is that it's so much easier to get down to their level with it. Because you just just take it and flip it upside down, double click on the trigger, mm-hmm. and it flips the camera in. Like it's hard to show on the camera, but it flips the camera into an upside down position that now allows me to um, get down to their level better and not have to like be laying on the floor to take a picture. So, so yeah, I dig it. Yeah, and it's like like you mentioned, it's got the tracking built in, which is super nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I believe you can set up time lapses and yep. like pan, panorama photos and intelligently like position the camera and pitch yep. and yaw and all that stuff so that it can handle all that. It's, and it really isn't that expensive. No, I paid one nineteen for this. Yeah. Which they used to be more expensive when they first came out. So, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously the, the, they just released the four a couple months ago, so you can get the three to cheat. But the three is incredible. Like, especially yeah. for $119, like it is an incredible value. Um, for what it provides you and how much it can elevate the quality of your video footage from your phone. Right. Um, yeah, it's super, super cool. So I actually had this set up before we recorded today with, um, cameo or camo. Uh, it's an app that you connect your phone, your phone to your, um, computer and use it for webcam. And so I had that set up earlier. The problem is, is that I don't know of an app that can actually use the the tracking feature, which that would be cool, you know, to, to be able to uh, use it as a webcam with tracking. Mm. But I'm sure that there's devices out there that do it. But, uh, but this one does not. I thought for sure somebody would have come up with an app that would have allowed that. Oh, the other feature is uh, gesture. Um, like taking photos, uh, it would automatically take photos as you pose for a picture. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's some cool little, uh, gesture features in here that, uh, will allow you to, um, just set up the camera so that when your motion stops, it c- clicks a picture. 
Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm going to play around with that. And that, that might be really useful when we get down to Orlando to take pictures. I, uh, I, I wish they had had a little more fun with the gestures that you use to invoke those different things. Mm-hmm. Just because I want to see someone in public going like, <laughs> or like doing like the you know or the mocker just right. like have some like goofy options mm-hmm. so people like me can act like an idiot in public and think it's funny right all right well if you are listening to the show first off for our amazon music podcast listeners which uh, those of you who are suffering through is just a terrible name because we don't have any music on our podcast welcome first off and please uh leave us a note let us know uh how you found us um i would really love to love to know like if we were featured on amazon podcasts or if uh if you know what whatever i mean how did you find us would love to know so uh you can hit us up uh, i'm at mitch craig on the twitters and i'm at cam brennan and you can also find us at innerdialogue.show. That's uh, where you can find the all the the episodes of the show. Uh, we also have links on there for some of the popular uh, players. Uh, actually, I don't think I have an Amazon Music podcast link, so we probably should find that. Um, what is interesting about that is I know that 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 makes us available in Audible as well. So, um, so if you're already listening in Aud- in Audible, um, which I don't know if you're a subscriber to Audible, I am. I love it. Um, but uh, well, that was kind of an opportunity for you to say, yeah, I'm going to, yes or I, no. I, I used to be. Okay. So I'll I have a li- I have a library of all things that I've purchased on Audible, but I am not a monthly subscriber. Yeah. So we are a two credit a month house here. So um, that's how I consume all my Star, Star Wars books. Mm, gotcha. But, but uh, actually, I wish there was a way to like put together a list. Like, if somebody's looking to get into a list of or get into um, Star Wars books, I'd love to put together a list of my recommendations of where to start. So, but uh, but at any rate, because I've been working on that with my my wife. Which, by the way, little note: we're we're still recording, so we can throw this into the show. Uh, if you're not interested in Star Wars, you can stop right now. But. Um, <laughs> But my, I let my, I told my wife, she's like, where do I start? What should I listen to? And I thought, you know, the new High Republic books are really good. Like, I I really enjoyed them a lot. So that's probably not a terrible place for her to start. So she starts listening to the first book. Um, There's only two books out that I'm aware, like, there's more than two books, but like the other ones are like young readers books or something like that. But um, the two main adultish books that uh, are out are um, I thought it were really good. the The second one that I read is a little bit on the teen Liddy side, um, but uh, but the first one is really good. In it was a Light of the Jedi is the name of it, and so I I says you know why don't you take a listen to this? I think you'll like it. It's, it's pretty good. So she kicks it up on audible and she's listening to it. And, um, maybe a few days later, she's, she's pretty decent, pretty far into the book. My wife listens a lot, especially when she's home, um, doing housework and stuff like that. And so I asked her, I says, well, what do you think it was pretty good? And, uh, she's like, 
I wasn't prepared for how kitty the book is. What? She's like, well, yeah, I, cause she's listen. She just came off of listening to the expanse, uh, but a oh, few of the expanse books. Man, she's like, yeah, I wasn't I, prepared for how, for how like, um, child friendly the books were. And she, at first I'm like, I'm kind of insulted because I'm not listening to children's books here. These, these are not <laughs> like, and so then she says that she says, well, she, okay. So a couple of days passed and I, I made a crack at her. I was like, so how do you like in those children's books that you're listening to? And she, she's like, she's just like, well, you know what she says, I think the issue was, and I, and I think this is, this is a fair, a fair critique of the books is she's like, they're, they're very much PG 13 or PG where she's like, I just got done listening to, um, some of the expanse books and they're like pretty rated R, um, uh, not terrible, but you know, just cussing and, and stuff like that in them. And so she's like, those are, those are a little edgier and, and so they, these are really pretty vanilla as far as content. I was like, yeah, so you can lean back and enjoy the story, you know, and just, just appreciate the book for what it is. Right. So, but no, she, uh, she enjoyed it. She's just, I don't think she was prepared for like going from a space opera, like the expanse and then picking up a star Wars book. I, I don't know why she thought that it would be, um, more edgy, but, uh, but yeah, she, that was her critique of the book, but still really good. So it's been a very long time since I've read a star Wars book. Well, the high Republic stuff's a good place to, to jump in, I think. But when I think high, Re- when I think high Republic, I just think James Franco and Seth Rogen playing high Jedis. And it makes me laugh very much on the inside. Guess I'm not, I'm not sure of the reference, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Cam. You have a wonderful day, sir. Free the widgets, Mitch. Free, free. the widgets. Hashtag free the widgets. There we go.